Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Nobody Important Podcast. I am Ramon. And I am Felipe. And this week, we actually have a pretty decent amount of topics. We're not just going to rant and ramble on like we've done the last couple weeks. Which I mean, I kind of like when we just rant. Yeah. I know, it just feels like... I, that was always my favorite type of podcast. Yeah, because just, you just go. Like, yeah. you just have some basic, and then you just go. We had yeah. someone reach out. I was like, I, I like, sometimes I feel like I'm there with you guys, and I want to say something, and I realize I'm not there with you guys. Yeah, That's just like, just in the middle of a conversation, like, he wants to respond to us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wait, no. Like, I'm actually not there. Um, but this week, obviously, we wouldn't be a Nobody Important podcast if we didn't have a drink of the week. Yes. One thing that Felipe brought to my attention last week, though, was that for pretty much the last few episodes, we've almost done like kind of cop outs where we've done like, all right, just like a whiskey or like a bourbon sample or a beer or like an old fashioned. Like old we, fashioned again. Yeah. Like we weren't really getting creative with the cocktails, which was the whole point of us having a drink of the week was to try a bunch of different cocktails and and see what it is that we like. And I forgot so, about that. Yeah. Like that was the whole reason we did it. And so this week we went back to that design and we spent probably a good i don't know 30 minutes earlier this afternoon trying to figure out exactly what cocktail we wanted to do and felipe found one that was very intriguing and so i'm gonna let him tell us what it is because i already forgot everything that's in it (laughs) it is called the bottle rocket yeah made by uh sasha petrosky from milk and honey which is one of the most famous bars in the world they're the ones that created um gold gold rush Rush and everything um, yeah penicillin like all his bartenders like made great drinks and he's regarded as like the godfather of the cocktail renaissance okay um so the bottle rocket it is two ounces of tequila blanco, three quarter ounces of fresh lime juice, three quarter ounces of honey syrup, uh, one quarter inch of thick, one quarter inch thick jalapeno slice, and you top it off with club soda. You nice. serve it in the Collins glass, you know, you pour and you top with club soda, which I think I may have overdone it. Yeah. Because typically you have like. It's like a splash of club soda instead well, said, of like. It says for topping off. Yeah. But we. Still run into issues with our ice amounts, and I didn't want to empty your little ice thing. Why not? Huh? It makes more ice. And uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> yes, I actually want to rated your freeze. Like, where the hell is the rest of the ice? Yeah. But uh, it kind of tastes a little bit watered down. But you know, we learn. And then yeah. I feel like if we used a fresh jalapeno instead of frozen one, you'd get more of the spice, which I think is what they were going for. Yeah, get more of the spice. However, you do get the jalapeno flavor. So you don't get so much, at least I do. Um, like I can definitely taste the jalapeno. I don't get necessarily the spice from it, but I can taste the actual flavor of it. Do you it. taste the honey? I'm I having a hard time picking up the honey. I don't taste it at all. Um, and that's the same amount of honey you would put in the gold rush. Yeah. The thing is, I don't remember when I made that honey syrup, like what ratio I used. Uh, so it might've been really watered down. I, I don't remember at all what ratio I used when I made that honey syrup. Cause it's been in there for like a month, but, um, I think yeah, I think the fresh one would be better. Just it says in, in the recipe, uh, this drink has to be made to taste jalapenos in range of heat. Gotcha. So like yeah, so it would have been better with the fresh one. Hey, well, you know, live and you learn. Um, we used the really we used the ingredients drink. we could. Yeah, still a really good drink. Yeah, I uh, like it. And like even my wife, like she tried it and she was like, oh wow, like that's that's actually pretty good. But Granted, say what she wanted. Yeah, she actually. Uh, 
this goes back several episodes ago where she's like, it would have been better with squirt. Essentially, she wanted a spicy Paloma, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was their topic of discussion several weeks ago versus like a fresh squeezed grapefruit and lime juice and all that for a Paloma versus like just using squirt. And she was like, yeah, it would have been better with just squirt. I'm like, all right. So you I wanted, mean, you I wanted would a spicy just Paloma. have squirt too. Yeah. Squirt's fantastic. Uh, but Overall, it's a good drink. Yeah. I, like, I definitely see where they're going with it. Obviously, you know, us being mediocre home bartenders, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we, we made do with what we could, but um, it is good. Like, I definitely would have it again. Like, if it was... Guarantee you this will be gone before, like, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's very, very easy to drink. Um, it's very smooth. Yeah, it you... also helps that the tequila that I got is super smooth. Do you remember the name of the... Uh, Coralejo. Coralejo. Yeah, it is super smooth, super easy to drink. Um, That's a as I take a drink, found, right? It is. Yeah, it's in a super tall, skinny bottle. Um, I don't know. I I always try different tequilas more than any, like I generally at any given time I'll have two bottles of tequila in the mm-hmm. house. I'll have a shit ton of bourbon, but I have two bottles of tequila. I'll have Don Julio mm-hmm. and some random X. ass one that I'll try for making like cocktails. Um, although now because of you, I have the Clase Azul. The 1942 and, from yeah, way from back wedding. when. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got a couple, but generally speaking, I keep a very small selection of tequilas because it's not something I generally go for. I generally will go for the bourbons and mm-hmm. beers, which is going to bring me to my honor this week. Oh, so nice. uh, go, jumping into our honor and report, I've mentioned several times that I'm a member of the Arizona Bourbon Society. Uh, It's a group of just people that love bourbon, whiskey, just drinks in general. And one of the members of the group actually uh, posted a couple months back that he was going to Texas um, for about two months. He's in the military. I think he was going for training or or doing something. Mm -hmm. And so he offered for anyone in the group if there was any specific bourbon or something like that, that is very hard to find here. That's generally easier to find there. If they want, if he wanted, or if they wanted him to buy it and bring it back for them. And so I reached out and funny enough, I actually didn't want a bourbon. I wanted a beer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, and so the beer itself, it's a, it's a Hefeweizen made by, a brewery in Austin, Texas. They're only in Austin. They don't distribute outside of Texas, like at all. And so you will not find it anywhere unless you're there in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how I came across it because several years ago, I've only been to Austin one time in my whole life. And several years ago, I bought a, a birthday gift for my wife while we were still dating Um, before we got married and it was concert tickets to go see her favorite musician. That musician didn't come to Phoenix, but they were going to Austin. So I'm like, screw it. I'm buying you concert tickets and plane tickets. We took a one day trip to Austin. We flew out in the morning, Mm -hmm. had like lunch at this really good restaurant. The food was fantastic, but I had this beer at that restaurant because it was a local brewery and it was a Heffalize. I'm like, I got to try it. Yeah. And it was so damn good. And I've been searching for that beer ever since <laughs> come to find out they don't distribute outside of Texas. So when this guy said, Hey, I'll 
you know, looking for bourbons, whatever. I asked him, I'm like, Hey, can you bring me this beer? <laughs> That's crazy because I, I wonder how easy it is to find there. Like, did he have to like really go out his way to find it? He said it was hard as hell. <sighs> he said it was actually, so he spent most of his time in San Antonio. Okay. I actually went and picked it up from him this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, he spent most of his time in San Antonio and he's like, it was really hard to find. It was only at this one, like chain of stores that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but only in like their bigger locations that like they're smaller, whatever. So he's like, it was actually really hard to find. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And the guy bought me, uh, I, I, I mean, I paid for him, but the guy brought me back uh, three six packs. Nice. So I'm like, yes, I got that beer now. That was the picture I posted on Instagram is that beer. Um, so I am super excited to have it. And so shout out to that guy. Thank you, because... I am extremely happy to have that beer right now. <laughs> Granted, we're not drinking it for this podcast, but. Well, we learned maybe. our lesson last time. Remember, I think it was episode two where we drank uh, that beer. When oh, yeah. The one and we were just like burping and hiccuping like the entire freaking episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Man. no more beer for the podcast. Yeah. And I've seen other podcasts drink beer, but I feel like they all push the mic away. And there's so many more voices that you don't really notice it. Yeah. But, yeah. Although we're drinking club soda now, basically. So, eh. this is true. The carbonation from this will be interesting. Yep. Um, my honor of the week is Jack Septic Guy, streamer on Twitch. Okay, Never I, heard like, of, I don't know who that is. It his name has come across through my searches on YouTube and stuff. No one I've really ever watched, but he uploaded a video that caught my attention where he was watching a lot of smaller streamers, and it was random streams. It wasn't video game related. It was like instruments. It's just a bunch of other you know, the other section of Twitch. Yeah. And what was cool is that he started donating to them. And it started with like $50. And I think it grew up to like a few hundred dollars, like two, three hundred dollars I think one got to $500, which is cool. He's in a position to do that. But man, could you imagine what would it be? Because he changed his name to -hmm. be able to do it like discreetly. And, you know, imagine having 20 viewers and then someone just donates $500 to you. That's crazy. And it's people like breaking. I was like, like in shock that someone and they're in the middle, like playing the drums and he's dropped the sticks or then play, play, playing the violin. And she starts crying. And it's just like, oh, that's so sweet. Because I mean, could you imagine when you were doing your thing on the Internet mm-hmm. and YouTube, if someone donated that amount of what it would have meant to you? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, that would have been huge. It's like the, the thing, too, is like I can feel for the people that are doing that and like what their reactions would have been. But also like. I've seen so many stories and so many threads. Why do I always go with the negative shit? I'm just realizing that um, I've seen so many stories and so many threads, especially on Reddit, um, like the Twitch subreddit, whatever, where someone's like, hey, someone just donated like this large amount of money to me or, you know, X amount of subs or whatever, and then like charged it back. Yeah, and so, like, they're fucking t- assholes. And so like they're terrified because like, oh, they may have spent the money from the donation or they mm-hmm. may have you know, filed a claim, you know, on eBay or, or whatever may, whatever may have done or PayPal and said like, Hey, you know, I didn't authorize this charge. And so that person that received like this huge donation is now out hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands of dollars because someone decided to do a chargeback. And so like, if I'm those streamers that are doing this, not knowing mm-hmm. who this guy is and like what he is doing, I'm freaking the hell out Yeah. when I get that large of a donation, like out of the blue. 
because I'm like, oh shit, like, okay, I got this donation. Now is it going to be fraud? Is it going to be spam? Like, am I going to have to like... Well, especially when you're not used to receiving anything larger than like a few tens, $20? Yeah, if any at all. Yeah. Yeah. I can and, see that, that that happening. But stop ruining my, my honor. Podcast. I know. I, I <laughs> always... It, it happens every time. I'm realizing that. Like, I have such just like this nagging thing in the back of my head where I'm like, that was my job for years. My job was to analyze basically everything that happens, but then all the possible negatives and how to react and respond to that. Mm-hmm. Like that was my job. And so I'm like, it, it's part of my nature and like who I am and what I do. And so I'm just like, okay, no, like don't freaking break down those negatives and the possible things. Like look at it like positive. This is great. And yes, it is great. That guy's freaking awesome. Um, you reminded me that kind of is an asset of my job too. My job is to protect, you know, my, the associations and, you know, their assets. Mm-hmm. So uh, recently one of my communities changed landscapers and uh, I had them trim a bunch of things back. And one of the board members got mad because uh, the bougainvilleas mm-hmm. by the pool were like wrapping around the fence and they liked the way it looked. But if you know pool stuff like commercial pools, you have to have, you know, a, a life preserver. Okay. Or a, what do you, uh, yeah, the like rings. Those, you have to ring. have the ring. You yeah, have to have like I, the I fisher's hook. Called. You have to have a bunch of things, and the plants were growing around them. And if so, if there was someone drowning, you would not be able to get them. And they were like, "Why would you do that? It looks so nice." Like, yeah, but I rather have ugly looking plants than a lawsuit from someone saying they couldn't get to the safety device that's supposed exactly. to be there for a purpose. And trust me, you will more gladly be, you know, you'll put up with the ugly plants. Over a lawsuit of someone dying at the pool. Oh, yeah. 100%. As a side note, fuck bougainvilleas. Oh, I hate, I hate them. Everything I about them. I hate them used to so have them much. In, used to have them in my backyard. Uh-huh. Fuck everything about them. They God, are the, the worst plants ever. Petals everywhere. They're the worst plants ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. There's this other one that the bulb... Um, anyways, we're not, we're not, we're not that Hispanic to know the names of the plants, but there was one that my parents planted the front yard. Oh my God. That thing spread like crazy. I think it was more of a weed than a flower. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I'm convinced bougainvilleas are weeds. Oh, speaking uh, of this, uh, uh, speaking of last thing about our green thumbs, <laughs> dude, remember last, last summer, was it last summer? I think it was earlier in the year. Uh, I planted mint. Yeah. And the summer killed it because we had how many straight days of 100 degrees plus? Uh, we set a record. It was like 150 days or something of so like 100 degrees plus. That plant became like kind of twiggish. That motherfucker's coming back. Nice. I was like, that. it's really hard to kill mint and I love it. That's fantastic. I need to put, I need to like grow mint outside then because the one we had inside just completely died. I had like the. I think if you, you know, put in like a planter in the backyard. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to need to do that because I miss having mint like mm-hmm. on hand. The other day I wanted a mint julep and I'm like, I don't have mint. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like putting mint in like tea or just something. Lemonade. Just, like, yeah, I'm like, and I don't have it. Like I need I need to. Here, here's how much I want thing. mint. I ordered Vietnamese food last week and part of the dish has like mint on it. So I took the mint apart. And I saved it. I'm going to make myself a mojito later. (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't tell, we freaking love mint. Oh, I... Yeah. Dude, I've told you this before, but I don't think I've told the podcast. My mom would feed me mint as a little kid. (laughs) She would get mint in the little cup with lime and salt and feed it to me as a snack. And I think that kind of starts my love of mint. Yeah. See, I don't... I never went that far. It's the craziest thing that... 
I've had where it was just like a snack. And even my wife looks at me weird. Um, do you remember or have you ever seen Nido? The oh, like the powdered milk. Yeah, yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a snack for me growing up. Like the actual like, I don't know if it was just a like my mom thing or if that was a Colombian thing. Like you would eat the powder? You'd eat the powder with a little bit of sugar. Like you would literally just you'd put the powder like in a bowl, mm-hmm. put some sugar in it, mix it up, and just eat it like that. What the fuck? <laughs> I had it the other day or like while my family was visiting after, after my son was born mm-hmm. and my wife looked at us like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. That was like my childhood, like dessert. It was a little bit of needle with some sugar and that was it. Jesus Christ. I yeah. thought my family's were for adding quick, that's quick to like pancake mix. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. what else was weird? A few weeks ago, you asked me, oh, the whipped cream on pumpkin pie? Yeah, whipped cream on pumpkin pie. I'm fine eating pumpkin pie without whipped cream. I don't think no. I've ever had it with the whipped cream. Yeah, no, you've been deprived as a child. Uh, this was something I posted on my personal Instagram. This was the part that freaked me the hell out. Uh-huh. So it was a discussion between me, my wife, and then one of my other friends where we're both like, no, you need to have whipped cream on pumpkin pie. And she was like, no, just have the pumpkin pie by itself. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no way. There's no way that many people have said they're okay with having pumpkin pie without whipped cream. And so I did a poll on my Instagram. That fucking shit came back 40 to 60. Like 40% of people saying they're okay with pumpkin pie without whipped cream. 60% saying it has to have whipped cream. And I misvoted. I clicked the wrong one. <laughs> like that shit came back 40 to 60. I was like, what the? Well, I, I Googled it. Like after you were asking me, I was like, it's about 40, 60 on yeah. the pictures that came up and, on Google images. And the worst part about it too, is like, that was after you had told me the percentage of like, it's about 40, 60. So I did the poll <laughs> and that shit came out 40 to 60. <laughs> Uh, I digress. Uh, back to our <laughs> reports. Oh, yeah. You go. Yeah. I'm... So my report this week, uh, if you are, damn, I'm like total hipster with this, but basically this, this goes back into me being a new parent. Mm-hmm. And something that I realized and something that I noticed is on the marketing on boxes of diapers. So we buy diapers from like Sam's Club and Costco. So like the freaking big ass bulk, like you get a shit ton in a box, go. And so the newborn box of diapers, it says on the box, it's like 180 diapers, good for like a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, sweet. We bought like one box or I think we bought one or maybe one was gifted to us. Mm-hmm. We're like, sweet. We went through both of those boxes in less than two weeks. That shit says is good for a month. And I did the math. So this is, again, this is how my brain works is that I call bullshit because I do math. There's about 180 diapers in that box. 30 mm-hmm. days. It's assuming you're using six diapers a day. Mm-hmm. What fucking baby only uses six diapers a day? White baby. I I have no idea what the hell like this little kid that I've got. Like I was about, I was about to say something totally different. Uh, <laughs> this little pooper, um, this little pooper, 
literally has at one point, I remember like three in the morning waking up. Little dude went through four diapers in an hour, like four diaper changes. Cause like I would change it. He'd pee. I'd change it. He'd pee. I'd change it. He'd shit. I'd change it. And he'd pee. I'm like, went through like four in an hour. You're telling me six a day. I call bullshit and fuck diaper companies for their advertising. Cause I've now gone through four boxes of the newborn diapers mm-hmm. in a little over in about a month and a half. God and they're it. saying one box lasts a month. Fuck their advertising. Fuck their labeling. Fuck you diaper companies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like the way you guys are like living now with like the glass bottles and everything. I'm going to come back to find uh, your wife washing cloth diapers and hanging them on the backyard. You don't have glass bottles. I mean the the five gallon jug. Instead oh of yeah, a yeah. The, one. the water. Yeah. yeah. The five gallon <laughs> water container instead of the. Yeah. Man, dude, that's a lot of diapers. Dude, it is insane. This little dude, I'm like, how in the hell? Like, I'm so for generally speaking, most nights Mm -hmm. I wake up with them. You know, I, I, I let my wife as much as possible. I try to let her sleep through the night. Yeah. She needs her rest more than I do. Like, give me some caffeine. I'm good for the day. Um, and so I generally am the one that wakes up at night. And so like, one in the morning, three in the morning, five in the morning, whatever it may be. Um, I'm usually up, but I'm like, I'm over here half asleep changing this dude. And in the span of literally like 30 minutes, I'm like, dude, how the hell am I changing you again? Like I just did this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. He goes a lot. Like, I'm really curious. Like I kind of want to look it up. I want to know their statistics and where they got them. Yeah. Like I really am curious to see like what's the average and maybe you yeah. have a extra poopy baby. Yeah, that's my thing is I'm like maybe it, so there's two actually there's three possibilities. Okay. I've I figured this out. Again, my brain is very analytical. I work in numbers. I, that's what I do. And so option number 1 there's some lying assholes at the diaper company. <laughs> option number 2 this little dude pees and poops a lot. Four times more than a the lot, average baby. A lot more than a normal baby. Option number three, most parents in whatever study group are some nasty motherfuckers that don't, don't change, change their the kid's baby. diaper. <laughs> That's the third one. They don't change it that often. I kind of want to... I don't think you're too far away from the truth with the third one. I can Where, see like, that. I can see it. Yeah, but like, how do you not do it? Like, little dude, he, like he pees and then he's like freaking the hell out because now he's wet. So I'm like, how do you just let him sit like that? Like, I don't know. Anyways, uh-huh. that was my other, that was my one report. I am going to basically pigeonhole a second report in here though, because it's something that I just noticed or I've, I've kind of had this realization previously and I'm just now like verbalizing it and I hate, and again, try to avoid politics on this, on this podcast as much as possible. I hate the fact that the color red Mm -hmm. and the American flag have become so politicized that you literally just see the color red or an American flag and you immediately are like, I know who that person supports politically. Yep. I hate that. Me too. It's a color, which is the color of the high school that we went to. 
it, it's, and it's a fucking flag like our nation's flag and you're telling me those things have become signs of a political entity like that should not happen dude i'm with you 100 like i wish i would have thought of this as my report because i don't have one um because one you know me i'm a huge arizona sports fan mm-hmm. and three of the teams colors are red i wear a red hat half the time i'm here it's a different shade it's a different shade of red. but i could wear a bright red hat because the cardinals are bright red yeah and then the american flag dude i love our flag i know there's gonna be some like some oh the mexican loves america for some reason no like it annoys me when i see it like ripped mm-hmm. um when i see it like backwards when when people like misrepresent the flag it's it's a symbol of something great and it annoys me that it's come to this yeah like why is it political like i it's a uh, fucking flag. It's a flag. That's it. Oh, God. That's all it is. It's a freaking flag. Like you're telling me that you can't even put up a flag or anything because people assume your political like support. But you're trying to make a point. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I, I have all my business stuff is on my truck. Like I have my, you know, business identifiers and, and all of that. And mm-hmm. so like I already drive like an asshole. So that probably already pisses people off for my <laughs> business when they see it. But I can't do like, you know, a flag or, or anything like that because now all of a sudden everyone is like, oh, this business supports this political entity. I'm like, no, that like, I why, mean, why does it have to be that? Way? I had that thought on my way over here. I saw a truck pull out of a private street and had two giant flags coming out the back of their truck. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, there's one of them. I will say this. I have never seen so many flag like political flags. Mm hmm. As I did this afternoon when I was driving out to Surprise, um, driving like through Sun City to Surprise, I've never seen so many in a single day where I saw like political, just like I'm talking the giant, the giant flags like hanging off of cars, hanging off the back of trucks. Like you sent me that picture a few weeks ago, remember of like the person can't possibly see through the back. Yeah, they can't see out their back window because they had a flag draped across like their back window and i'm like i have never seen so many in one day as i saw this afternoon and that was what triggered this thought <laughs> for my report because i'm like how in the hell did it become this like it's like the flag the political flag like right next to each other and it just became that it it's fucking stupid man i it, cannot wait for this political season to be over please just quickly like i'm glad i escaped it... most of it because i don't watch tv but you guys watch way more so you get all the political ads and yeah the text messages are annoying as hell i'm not getting those thankfully i got one i got one and it was for the wrong person and so i told them i'm like uh wrong person They're like, oh, uh, i got oh. one of those too <laughs> uh so glad but i wish we could stop the mailers man because that's uh it's a lot Dude, of those there. mailers yeah there's so many. That's what I'm getting a lot of. Granted, I only check my mail like once a week, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not getting. Well, I'm I mean, not getting. When you have mail. everything on like was auto pay, like you don't really need to check your mail. Yeah. Everything like literally all my all paid. my bills are auto pay or like I get an email statement. I'm like I don't have a single bill that comes to me mailed unless it's like a medical bill, and then at that point, it's probably going to be paid late anyway because they never bill your insurance on time. So. <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was crazy. I know you saw, what was the thing that you saw this week? It was, um, even a video game became political this week. 
Oh, oh, um, uh, Among Us? Yeah. Yeah. And that became political this week because um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, I probably murdered her name. Um, and I apologize. Like, I want to get people's names right because people have m- murdered my name my whole life. <laughs> your uh, name, and please. yours, yeah. And so, like, she played Among Us mm. on a Twitch stream this week. And literally a couple days later, people that were open about their opposition to her, mm-hmm. ha- like, hacked the game and took it down. Like, took down servers and... And a bunch of shit for the game solely because she played it. And it's just like, she probably wasn't going to go back to play it, man. Like, you're ruining other people's fun. Um, I try to watch a stream of that thing. It just got boring. I, I couldn't get into it. Um, it's fascinating how that game came to be, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, was it? I heard, uh, I listened to a different podcast where they said it came out two years ago. And because, you know, the way the internet works, it got popular in Brazil and I think someone at Twitch suggested it to a popular streamer, and you know it takes one, That's one it. popular it takes, streamer, it takes one popular streamer, and then people see it has views. Oh, we're all going to play Among Us, and everyone is playing Among Us, even on yeah. YouTube. Like all the people I watch on YouTube, everyone's playing Among Us, and I just can't watch those videos. To me, I I mean, it looks like a good party game. Like if you have like a whole group of friends or whatever, like it looks like a fun kind of like party type game. Well, it's but, kind of like Trouble in Terrorist Town. Remember when that came out in, in uh, was it Gmod? Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. It, it it does seem cool, like if we had a large group of friends. But to me, what's made f- games fun as of late is playing with my friends, and I like that interaction. I think among, among Us, you have to be quiet for a certain amount of time just to make sure like you're doing your little task, and there's someone out there murdering you. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. That's why I can't play single-player games anymore. I need like my friends with me to play, and I have fun like, because talk, my friends are there, you talk not because of the game. Yes. Yeah. Like, that that would be absolutely crazy. Like It seems like it's a ton of fun mm-hmm. if you have a party. Yeah. The problem is we're all old now. Yeah. So all the people that we played with are all doing their own thing, having their own lives, you know, everyone's trying to coordinate schedules. Now when we all have jobs and our job schedules are completely different. Yeah. It's like, we got like a one hour window to play. Oh, we missed it. We got 10 minutes. Like what's it? What's even the point now? Yeah. Like, Oh, we got a one hour window to play. Oh, Ramon's feeding the baby. Okay. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like what? Or can't play league of legends for 40 minutes at a time anymore. Yeah. I played, uh, the other day I had a friend of mine. He, he volunteered to like help, you know, watch my son for a little bit. Cause Mm -hmm. His family had um, his aunt had twins that he was helping like babysit and and do all that. So he's like, I got it. He's like, literally, leave me the hell alone. Go do what you need to do. Just don't even don't even think about the baby. Like he was like, I'm not even going to let you anywhere near him. Just (laughs) that's a good like he just he just took over. And so he's like, go freaking play video games. And so I legit played league played one game (laughs) 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 and shit took like an hour um i played one game and then was back out there like all right now i'm here like help out and you know do whatever but like that's pretty much our schedules now like that's that's the availability you have to like hustle to get time to play now yeah (sighs) no yeah like i it's definitely getting less and i'm finding less games i enjoy playing these days that's why i kind of go back to the old ones and if i just yeah it Nothing new impresses me. Like, we go through sales and see what's there. So yeah. I don't want to spend that much money for a game. I'm not going to play that long anymore. Exactly. Like, the Which pretty sucks. much the only thing that I've played is, like, free. Like, it's League, 
or like TFT, which I can play on my phone. If and I we just to. got into playing Apex Legends, which to your point is free. It's free, yeah. And eh, I think <laughs> I'm just over the battle royale thing. I just mm-hmm. I need more excitement to me in order to win that game. You have to play slow and you have to you know wait everyone out. And I'm like I'm bored. Yeah, I don't care that much to to do that. But um, I don't know. It seems like it's a, a fairly interesting you know one, but eh, I just. I don't know. I could never get into Apex. It would be but, a streamer who could uh, do that type of thing, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Just for to sure. influence a whole you know, month and a half of, of Twitch or whatever and be like, yeah, because you because played it. Because one person played, played it, it. Now, all of a sudden, back to you know our original post about Among Us, like it got super popular literally because of one person, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, that's wild. That, yeah. is, that is absolutely That's power. Wild. Yeah, seriously, that is that is that is an influencer. Fuck all those uh, Instagram hoes. Oh shh. <laughs> you influence a whole website. Now, yeah, yeah, multiple websites, freaking memes, everything. Like it's it it immediately hit like pop culture, everything. Like mm-hmm. that was that's crazy how quickly that one took over. Oh, I want to touch base on what I said at the end of last show. Oh, where I yeah, said, like, I have teaser. something that could unite the country. Yeah, I, for- so, I totally forgot about that. In the time we spent apart, uh, whatever, how many weeks it was, mm-hmm. I got really into watching people messing with Indian scammers. And <laughs> oh, an God. Indian scammer is one of those people, like, maybe you got a pop-up, like, your computer has a virus. Call Microsoft support for help. You call, and it's an Indian person trying to get money from you, saying, you know, if you pay me $300, I'll install this antivirus, and you'll be all set. So I found two different guys, one who plays along and wastes their time. And when I see waste their time, he, he streams it on Twitch. So like he's making money off it. Mm-hmm. So he can afford to spend five hours on the phone with these people. And he has like um, voice changing software. So like he fakes being an old person. He fakes being a dumb blonde and things like that. <laughs> and dude... It's so funny because an example is like, okay, you know, oh my God, the Indian person accidentally gave you $10,000. Go to Target and buy gift cards and like, and he's, it puts them on his account. But because they have like a, was it a software that lets you, you know, watch the other person's computer, they flip the fuck out. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not right. That's not right. (laughs) And he's like, he's trolling them hard because they deserve it because these people steal thousands of dollars from people like that yeah so that's one the other guy i found who actually wants to stop them and that's what he works towards he is i mean for lack of a better term he's kind of a hacker like he one example was like he found a a call center that they do scams and he was able to get into their security system and watch people as they were falling like calling him and do things like that and like he kind of doesn't dox them to the internet but like no i know who you are you are, you know, blank, and you're doing this, and like, and he freaks them out, and then like, he can, he actually goes into their computer and is able to see the chat between them and like their bosses. Of like, I think someone's found out, and he's like, you're gonna give all the money back, and he tries to report them to the authorities. Authorities in India aren't doing shit about it. Yeah, and he tries to contact people who got scammed. Like, hey, you need to contact your bank. This is what happened to you. This is how you help stop 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 it. Um, don't do these types of things. Like he tries to help people out, but why? Why I think it could unite this? Because man, those people are fucking scumbags. <laughs> they are the lowest level of people who prey on the weak of our society. The you know the the gullible dumbasses. Yeah, that too. Um, 
because that's the way they make their money. And to me, it's like, man, if I could go over and just punch one of these motherfuckers, <laughs> I feel like if everyone could just find one of these people, because we all can agree that, you know, picking on old people isn't cool. Um, and I feel that could unite the country is our equal hate to Indian scammers. Although it could tur- be turned racist because of the Indian part. Yeah, I would just say scammers in yeah. general. I wouldn't I wouldn't go the whole racial side. I would just say scammers in general. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny. I I I feel like every now and then on the podcast we have a very hot take that can be turned very very wrong just with like the way that one of us says something. And what did I say? No, this is something that I'm about to say. I'm oh. prefacing it before oh, okay, I okay. say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Did I ruin my political career? <laughs> oh, no. Mine's long gone. Oh, yeah. Um, but mine is that I, I learned something a long, long time ago, and it was the whole idea of, like, you mentioned, it's like, you know, scamming, you know, elderly, scamming, you know, the, the older people in society is, like, really messed up to do. And this is, again, my hot take. Like, I never understood the idea and the philosophy of like respect your elders Mike, mm. just because you got old doesn't mean you did anything to deserve respect. It means you didn't die. That's it. That, that I can agree with that. It kind of goes similar <laughs> to my hot take a few weeks ago when I said, I don't think all veterans are heroes. You have to be doing something heroic to be a hero. Like, and Man, if this episode doesn't like, I'm so glad we don't have that big of an audience because we would get so much hate. <laughs> um, but like, that was something that I've always thought about. We're like, oh, you know, working in customer service for as long as I did, working, mm-hmm. you know, with people, and to this day with my business, still working with people. And a lot of times, you get that older person that is very like in your face of like, hey, I'm older. You need to respect me. You need this. You need that. You need to do this. And I'm like, why? What what have he what have you done compared to anybody else in the world? Someone my age, someone younger than me. Mm-hmm. What have you done to deserve my respect? Just because you got old doesn't mean you've done anything to deserve my respect. It means you didn't die. That's it. It also doesn't mean you're smarter than me. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you know more about how things work than I do. Because I know goddamn well I know more about computers and technology and modern society than majority of the elderly people that are above like 60, 70 years old. Yeah. Um, and like the way that the direction that the world is going, which leads me to a whole nother thing about like our politics. And I hate the fact that literally all of our leading politicians are like 70 years plus because they're so disconnected from how the world works now. Yes. That they should not be in power. We need younger people in power because they actually understand how the world works and like how to go about the way that the world works. But that's a whole nother. Oh, before we get far away, I think that's the flaw with our political system where you try to get some people who are younger, who are just, you know, real people who know what, you know, it's like to have, you know, middle-class income and they go to Washington. And I think the monster of Washington just changes them because you have to listen to your party or else, if you don't follow suit, you we won't support time. you next time. Yeah. We'll find someone else who does. And you'd hope that one day, you know, this isn't the situation. Like, you'd hope you have other options. That way, you know, change can actually happen. But I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate side. On a side note, this is something that I just found yesterday. I never really looked too far into it. And 
They got me intrigued. So if you know me, you know I am a car fanatic. I I love cars. I love just getting new cars, things like that. Um, I've I think at this point I've owned I want to say it's like eight cars in the last seven or so years. Dude, and uh, it wasn't until recently that you didn't switch cars like less than like once every ten months. Yeah. So right now, uh, my truck that I've had, I've had it for about, uh, right around two and a half years, actually. Um, second place in your first car. <laughs> yeah. It's like the second longest that I've owned any other car. Um, I've had it for about two and a half years, but I came across, so I'm in a bunch of different groups for like my business mm-hmm. and you know, it's from people all around the country sharing like best practices, things that they do in their business. Um, all of these things. And one of the topics came up of like, what car do you drive? Or like what, you know, what's the best way of using like tax advantages for different cars? Yeah. And so someone mentioned a, a thing that I didn't even know existed. Um, I believe it's called like section one seven nine. And essentially what it is, is a tax write off for businesses that use light duty vehicles, a light duty vehicle being a vehicle that weighs over 6,000 pounds. Okay. So that light duty vehicle allows you to use up to $25,000 of, uh, as a tax deduction in the year that you purchase the vehicle. Mm -hmm. In addition to it's either 50% or 75% of the total value of that vehicle. Mm -hmm. So say you got a hundred thousand dollar vehicle that you've purchased that weighs over 6,000 pounds. You can actually write off up to about $75,000 of the purchase of that vehicle on your first year, uh, tax deductions. So essentially say, for example, you say you made for your business, hundred thousand dollars. Okay. You bought this hundred thousand dollar vehicle. Uh huh. That $75,000 tax deduction then goes towards that $100,000 that you made. Mm-hmm. So the taxes that you pay are, are based on that $25,000. Jesus Christ. That's why you see so many businesses with large trucks, large SUVs, um, like the big, like heavy duty, like F250s, F350s, mm-hmm. um, the large, like Lexus SUVs, like all of that, because those are all over 6,000 pounds. Jeez. I never knew that was a thing. Uh-huh. And I always wonder, I'm like, why are there so many like contractors? Why are there so many, you know, like attorneys, lawyers, whatever, with like these big, huge, like SUVs or big ass like trucks. And then I realized that. And I saw that. That's crazy that that exists. It's yep. cool. I was like, man, that's a great loophole. I'm getting a new car next year. Uh- <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to something like, go look outside that's where it was today I got I'm like you have an f250 because <laughs> with with the meme of you switching cars so often when you got your truck i i told you i know we were in a group chat and i said guarantee you in a year he doesn't have the truck and you said i bet you i will and i took a screenshot of it i came across that <laughs> screenshot recently because i really wanted to like show you like but i think i deleted after the fact that you had it for two years now yep two and a half years oh. but one thing i so i saw it and here's the thing my wife she knows i really want a tesla like i really really want one like i really want sorry that was his phone good job felipe um but 
I really want a Tesla. Like I, I love driving them. I love the tech that goes into them. I'm a huge techie and like it's super um, just it, it's a ton of fun. It's a great car. Uh, maybe I'll post that video of us like when you, when you had the test drive of it and you showed me the power and we just took off. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so funny. Fun, fun story. A couple about a year, two, a year or two ago. A little bit more um, than a year ago. Yeah, a little over a year ago. Uh, I'm really good friends with the, the uh, sales manager of a local Tesla um, store, like where they actually have all the cars. And so he let me take out a uh, Model S performance that has like the ludicrous mode out for a day. He was like, yeah, just keep it for like 24 hours. Bring it back to me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, hell yeah, I'll do it. So literally that entire day I spent driving it in ludicrous mode. Totally killed the range on it. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, we, we took yeah, that how, how fast I killed the range on it. But I remember sitting in the car and like I had Felipe and I had like a couple other friends mm-hmm. and I was like, all right. Before I get on the freeway, sit back in the seat and put your head against the headrest. And they're like, wait, what? Like, I don't, what do you mean? I'm like, sit back in the seat, put your head against the headrest. Like, um, okay, I guess. So I go get on the freeway, put my foot down. Instantly, I'm at like 70 miles an hour. They're just like, holy shit. And then I think you took like 15 miles off the range with that climb on the ramp. Yeah, just getting on the freeway. Just getting on the freeway. I think I killed like 10 to 15 miles of range um, just doing that alone. But um, side note, I really want one. And my wife knows I really want one. Mm -hmm. Get this. There's only one that qualifies for that section 179 tax exemption uh it's not the the suv one is it uh-huh it's the model x the big suv dude i really hope you don't get it i think it's one <laughs> of the ugliest things i've ever seen it's not like the greatest i would prefer a model s which yes. is the longer sedan but it has to be over six thousand pounds the s is not over six thousand pounds the x is and so i'm like well do i write off you know freaking $75,000 of vehicle or do I write off like 30,000 by getting or about 40,000 by getting a model S because you can do half of the actual. Well, no, you get like half of the actual price. Oh, okay. Tesla's electric vehicle subsidy no longer exists. Um, it only exists. Uh, well it shouldn't say it only exists, but it starts to reduce after that manufacturer has sold 200,000 cars of like that type. Mm-hmm. And so over the last few years, the amount that you would get in a tax rebate locally for purchasing a Tesla has reduced and now it's gone. Oh, okay. Um, so you actually don't get one. However, the cost of registration mm-hmm. for an electric vehicle is like nothing. It's like 50 bucks. Oh, damn. Like it's not relative to the amount of cost for like, any other car. Mm-hmm. Like I just had to register my truck not that long ago. And that <laughs> shit cost me $600. Um, <laughs> versus like 50 bucks for a hundred thousand dollar vehicle in the model X. I'm like, so basically my goal is I didn't do that much business this year to be able to justify it. Cause you have to, you have to do the deduction based on how much money you made for your business. Okay. So my goal is do a shit ton of business next year. <laughs> and then by the end of next year, Bam, Model X and massive tax write-off or tax deduction. That's awesome. <laughs> you should, right? If the loopholes are there, try to take advantage of them. Yeah. 
Um, if they're there, that, use it. Like, obviously, everyone else does, so why not use it to your advantage? Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I was reading was funny because it was like, yeah, you run a higher risk of getting audited because of using XYZ loophole, but because it exists... Your audit all you want. Out. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, your audit will check out. You're still good. Like, that's yeah. you're still following the law. Um, and it has to be, like, at least uh, 50% of your mileage has to be used, like, for business. Which, which for you, it would be. like Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. I mean, I do everything from home. When I leave the house, it's literally to... Go to work. Yeah. Or go and do go, work. You business. Know, <laughs> go meet clients or do whatever. So I'm like, yeah, gone. Uh, That'd be crazy. Yeah. So we'll see. Goals. By the end of next year, <laughs> I may have a Model X. Um, Going back to the cocktail, I, near the tail end, I tasted the jalapeno a lot more. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I got uh, more of the club soda at the end of mine, but I think it was just because mine was a bit watered down. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, appreciate you listening. I know we're kind of all over the place, but this is what we do. Yeah. So this was episode 17. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the nobody important podcast, please follow us on Instagram. Um, if you follow us on anything, do that. Um, but then also on your favorite podcasting platforms, we are on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, anchor, stitcher, YouTube, you name it. Um, find a location that you listen to podcasts. We're on it. Follow us. That way you stay updated and, and listen. Yes, please. Cool. Thank you guys again and see you next time. Peace.